0: How on earth are you all keeping? Well, I hope. And welcome to episode 63 of Near Perfect Pitch. This week, amidst my sniffling by virtue of this inclement weather, uh, you're going to hear a load of good tunes, which I think is, is the norm with this programme. New releases, I can tell you that you will be hearing with a uh, with a large degree of certainty uh, new material by captain off their brand new record uh, for irene which was released or uh, well made available last week through their their pledge of music uh, page uh, a wonderful new track called andrew eldridge is moving back to leeds by uh, the mountain goats of uh, this year's uh, goths uh, lp hearing some new material by cosmonaut uh, ariel pink uh, a new single by space echo dean garcia's uh, latest works from the uh, the latest works by in heaven off their new acoustic ep you're going to hear a cover version of theirs doing some ride johnny moore has a new single out uh, with maxine peak uh, iMonster from their latest Unlimited Edition uh, release, which is called, uh, what's their actual release called? It's called, uh, blum, 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 a dollar of HP is what it's called. That's <laughs> to jog my memory there. And what else can you expect to hear? Oh yes, new material by Viva Brother that was bumped from last week. New stuff by OWL, O-W-E-L. And this week, the interview is with uh, Jack Adapter, specifically Paul Frederick, ex-frontman of The Family Cat, now uh, operating under the guise of Jack Adapter. And there's the usual features of course. There's our Tinterweb Web Time, there's our weekly peel, there's our Essential Wax uh, LP of the Week, our Obligatory Fall R track, amongst other things. But this week we'll kick things off with a bit of Verve. <laughs>
1: Skag, smack man. Nah, no thanks, it's not my thing. What about crack then? Nah, it's not my thing either. I reply. Spice? No. What about a drink then, eh? Nah, I reply. I'm not drinking at the minute. Got stuff to sort. What? Are you a fucking vicar? Laughing, they make their way onwards. Leaving me to scrange a bit of breakfast at the Sally Army. The following day, I'm on my way to another place that provides food for homeless people. I come across the same two guys. They see me. I'm on says to the other, Watch out, it's the priest. They stand in a prayer stance. I look round, there is no priest. One of the guys says to me as I make it to the doorway of the free food place. They're talking to me. All right. I reply. I make my way to the door in full realisation that i have been on the streets of this city for four days. And I'd already been tagged. Maybe I had a street name. Priest. Sleeping rough is a dangerous thing. People spend the nights awake. Me. Well I try not to worry too much about it Someone grabs me at night and kills me to death Maybe not a bad thing Not that I would welcome it I just don't want to think about it too much Guy comes along to where we're sleeping And there's a fucking visitor He's about 25, 30 years old from Courtbridge And he's well refreshed His mates have ditched him His mistress train home And he wants to talk I want to sleep I am to be alone now. He says, take it kitted up? No, I'm just very tired and it's after two in the morning. I had a bit of coke earlier on. Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: peak give you a little bit of a, a history about uh, this release the uh, the release itself um, was uh, based upon uh, former guitarist obviously Johnny Marr doing a load of instrumental soundscapes of of Lake but this particular song. Uh, it was based upon uh, a chap Joe Gallagher and uh, the people he met on the streets of Edinburgh when he was uh, when he actually first became homeless himself in uh, 2015. Uh, he wrote of his experiences in uh, The Big Issue under a, under a pen name of James Campbell and uh, Johnny Marr comments uh, on the project and says I wanted to do something different and I thought of asking Maxine to collaborate having been a fan of her work. We started a creative process that clicked and culminated in The Priest, the song that you just heard which incidentally you can get anywhere right now as of last week it was released. You can get it on all the the normal digital uh, repositories and uh, all the streaming services. The video, which I encourage you to to watch, I've uh, put the link in the show notes, as I always do, it was filmed in Manchester and features Molly Windsor as the main character, and Windsor uh, recently starred alongside Peake in a BBC drama entitled Three, Three Girls, uh, which uh, was based on the true stories of victims of grooming and sexual abuse in Rochdale. And uh, if you didn't uh, hear of that horrible uh, scenario a few years back, its uh, I'm sure it's kind of unparalleled in, in, in British perversion uh, in terms of the magnitude, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure America could give uh, the Rochdale... Uh, uh, Shenanigans—a good run for their money. Anyway, I, I highly recommend getting your hands on that. It's a, it's a quite wonderful, wonderful single. And we kick things off this week uh, with with The Verve or Verve, depending on what you want to call them. That's the USA mix of Blue. And that's off the No Come Down compilation, which came out in 94 on Vernon Yard Records, ostensibly a North American uh, compilation uh, package to satiate the fans with, uh, with a nice little digipack. And uh, I have it in my hot little hands, in case you were wondering. Next up, something by Colts. another typically marvellous tune by The Fall. And that one is of 93's Cerebral Caustic LP, their 17th LP. And life just bounces. And prior to hearing that beauty, we heard something from New Yorkers uh, Madeline Follin and Brian Oblivion, aka Cults. And that's the title and lead track to their second LP released uh, earlier this year, actually. And if you want to get your hands on it, cults.bandcamp.com or cults, cults, cults.com. That's all the info that you will need. Um, now, I to hear some Boomtown Boomtown Rats.
2: My, my.
3: gateways of slumber past the wan mooned abysses of night I have lived all my lives without number I have sounded all things with my sight and I struggle and shriek at the daybreak being driven to madness with fright I have whirled the earth with the dawning When the sky was a vaporous flame I have seen the dark universe yawning Where the black planets roll without aim Where they roll in their horror unheeded Without knowledge or luster or name I had drifted o'er seas without ending Under sinister grey-clouded skies and the many of lightning is rending and resound with hysterical cries with the moans of invisible demons that out of the green waters rise they have plunged like a deer through the arches of the hoary primordial grove where the oaks fill the presence that marches and stalks on where no spirit dares rove Thing that surrounds me and leers through the dead branches above. I have stumbled by cave-ridden mountains that rise barren and bleak from the plain. I have drunk of the fog floated fountains that moves down to the marsh and the plain. In hot, cursed town I have seen things I care not to gain on again. I have scanned the vast ivy-clad palace I have trod on its untenanted hall Where the moon writhing up from the valleys shows tapestried things on the wall Strange figures discordantly woven which I cannot endure to recall I have peered from the casement in wonder at the mongering meadows around At the many root village laid under Curse of the grave-girdled ground. And from rows of white-earned cavern marble, I listen intently for sound. I have haunted the tombs of the ages. I have flown on the pinions of fear, where the smoke-belching iris rages, and the joy calls loom snow-clad and drear. And in rounds where the sun of the desert Consumes what it never can cheer. I was old when the pharaohs first mounted The jewel-decked throne by the Nile. I was old in those epochs uncounted When I, and only I, was wild And the man, yet untainted and happy, dwelt in bliss. The
0: far Arctic Isle. Isn't that unique and wonderful? That is Nemesis, my eye monster, Sheffield's eye monster from their latest release called A Dollop of HP, their brand new EP. And they are assisted by David Yates, uh, who uh, operates under the guise of Dolly Dolly, uh, and students at uh, Leeds Beckett University. So what they've done is they've uh, took this opportunity to illustrate four stories as uh, written by HP Lovecraft. So uh, you are urged and encouraged to listen carefully. Uh, and it says here that you may find yourself engulfed in seaweed, otherworldly algae, and your everyday dark primordial slime. Wonderful stuff by iMonster. And again, that is from their brand new, uh, well, brand new, October the 31st. It was released at a dollop of HP. And that was preceded by the Boomtown Rats from uh, A Tonic for the Troops, their fourth single from their second uh, LP. And I'm trying to figure out what year that was from. I'm not even going to attempt a guess, to be honest. I should know better. But if I make a guess, I, it will undoubtedly be wrong. And then uh, I'll get a couple of emails from people. So a couple of pedants out there, or pedants, see? Is it pedant or pedant? I don't even know. Anyway, next we're going to hear something by uh, Californian uh, sisters Tracy Brin and uh, Melissa Brooke-Bellander, most notably known as Voice of the Beehive. <laughs> I'd play a track off the new record, Uh, but I plumped for a cover version, and it's a song I'm sure that's familiar to a lot of you. That is The First Picture of You by Captain off their brand new... uh, sorry not EP, LP, For Irene. The original came out in 1983. And if you want to get your hands on this record, it's very, very easy. Go to pledgemusic.com projects captain uh, and then uh, look for their uh, downloads. It's called For Irene. And Irene is the mother of um, Mario Athanasio, the, uh, the member of the band. Unfortunately, he passed away last year and Captain are generously donating all profits from their Pledge Music Album campaign to Guy's and St. Thomas' Hospital Cancer Centre in London to further the fight against cancer, and this record is in loving memory of Mario Athanasio, and uh, that's uh, that's one reason to get the record, but uh, uh, a major reason, and the main reason is it's a wonderful, wonderful LP, and they have been missed, they've not been around for a long old while, I'm so chuffed to have had them on the show a few weeks ago, uh, and uh, have uh, actually had a world exclusive, didn't I, with one of their songs a while back. Anyway, I encourage you to pick up the latest material by Captain. And again, that was a cover version featured on the LP, their version of the first picture of you by the Lotus Eaters. And that was preceded by uh, their second single of their WLP from 1987 uh, the lp concern let it be the single concern i say nothing that is voice of the beehive and they were just fun fun popsters really really enjoyed seeing them live a few times and uh, often revisit their records cuz yes they might be a bit uh, a bit fay and twee but uh, it holds a place it really, really does if you are around at the time It made intrinsic sense. It really, really did. Next up, here's something by uh, a band that I haven't played an awful lot of, to be frank. Carter, The Unstoppable Sex Machine. Songs like this. It makes me feel incredibly old. That's from 1981. That is Thomas Dolby, of course, with Europa and the Pirate Twins, his second single uh, from 1981 and features on his WLP, which came out a year later, The Golden Age of Wireless. And before that... Wonderful stuff by Carter, the unstoppable sex machine. Jim, Jim Bob Morrison uh, singing, and uh, you got Les Fruitback Carter on guitar. That's their second single from 1989, Sheriff Fatman, and it appears on their WLP, 101 Damnations. Ten songs in, a third of the way through this beautiful programme, and um, you've got lots to look forward to. I've actually brought, again, more tunes than I have a right to play, so there'll be some chopping and changing uh, coming up. Um, Stay tuned, of course, uh, for the interview at the end of the programme with uh, one Mr. Paul Frederick, a.k.a. Jack Adapter, ex-frontman of The Family Cat and uh, past member of, was actually current member, I still believe that Pop Tarkovsky is still going as a project, that's uh, uh, Paul and uh, and, uh, Patrick, ex-of Kitchens of Distinction. Cracky, I'm having difficulty with my already poor memory, aren't I? Now, next up, we're going to go to to Birmingham. uh, And here's something uh, by some uh, ex-Popple Eat Itself bugweed uh, centipede members. um, And they released this wonderful single called Midlander. And again, Midlands, Birmingham, it's geographic. There can only be one. And here it is. (laughs) Devo isn't it and that's the Boogie Boy mix of B Stiff and I'm going to get back to this release in, in a couple of seconds uh, but first I'll tell you that before we heard uh, the Devo track we heard uh, Midlander can only be won by Bentley Rhythm Ace, a single from 1997 on uh, Skint Records uh, from Brighton. And uh, that features Pop Will Eat Itself uh, ex-member Richard March and ex-Bugweed Centipede member Mike Stokes. We are 12 songs in to uh, episode 63 of Near Perfect Pitch. Up next, going to hear some uh, David Sylvian. But before we do, I want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, this particular mix, the Boogie Boy mix. Uh, and it's actually spelled B O O J I, and I'm going to go straight to Wikipedia here. This is not uh, fr- fr- from memory. I'm not designed. Uh, I'm not designing to uh, to impress anybody here. I'm just going to recite because uh, I was curious myself. It says that uh, the Boogie Boy uh, character that uh, Devo had prominently in a lot of their uh, stage uh, displays and, and artwork on their records. Um, it's pronounced Boogie Boy, but the strange spelling B-O-O-J-I resulted when the band were using letter set, and if you're too young to remember that, there was basically transferred letters that were uh, typeface setting uh, fonts, and you had to just uh, you know, use a pen or a, or a blunt instrument to, to rub on them. Said, uh, well, you know, more tea vicar, to rub on them and uh, they would uh, then adhere to paper or whatever. So uh, the band was using letter sets to produce captions for a film and they ran out of the letter G. Uh, so when the I was added before the E. Devo's lead singer, uh, Mark uh, Mothersbar reported a remark that the odd spelling looked right. So that gives you a little bit of an insight of a sort of semi-intentional typo, uh, which is the boogie slash uh, boogie conundrum that has been posed to us by Devo. David Sylvian, he uh, was the frontman of Japan, wasn't he? And in 84, he released his debut long player uh, in terms of his solo career. It's produced by himself and Steve Nye. And this is a beautiful single of said record, Red Guitar. Mountain Goats with arguably the uh, the song title of the year. Andrew Eldridge is moving back to Leeds. Andrew Eldridge, frontman of uh, Sisters of Mercy. Listen to the lyrics. Uh, John Darnielle is uh, the brainchild behind North Carolina's Mountain Goats. And it's, this is pulled off this year's Goths LP. Again, Andrew Eldridge is moving back to Leeds, in case you didn't know. And again, uh, that is the Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats. Bandcamp.com to get your mitts on, uh, on all of their releases. Now, um, I think it's time to mention the website, nearperfectpitch.com, and every week I, uh, I mention to you that uh, there are a myriad of ways by which to listen to this program the way that you're listening now obviously, uh, but uh, if you're not happy with the ways uh, that uh, you, you find the program, be aware that it's on uh, iTunes, it's on Google Play, been added to iHeartRadio just recently, it's on TuneIn if you like their interface better than the others, Radio.net, uh, the Anfield Index and of course CKCUFM.com, the, uh, the radio station from which I, uh, I broadcast and CKCU is Canada's most prominent, most listened to and best community radio station, and oldest, I'd hasten to say, 93.1 FM in Ottawa, Canada, the capital. So, what I ask every week is, uh, if you do enjoy the programme, please recommend the show to at least one other person, because I'm all about uh, sharing with as many people as is humanly possible. So, I'd uh, I'd be very grateful if you could recommend the programme to uh, anybody that you deem has similar impeccable musical taste, just like yours. Right, where are we at right now? Just a little uh, little scroll through the menu here. Hang on a minute. Yeah, 14, 12, 12, blum, blum, blum. yeah, 14 songs in. That's actually about halfway through the programme. Uh, stay tuned for the interview with, uh, with Paul Frederick at the end of the programme. We've still got some features to get our heads around uh, before the end. We've got another cover version coming. We've got our weekly Peel track, which is by The Sound this week. Our Essential Wax, our LP of the week, is by Superstar. And if you know who uh, Superstar are, then uh, use Lucky. If not, you're going to be lucky later on because you're going you're gonna to discover them. So what we're going to play for you next, I reckon I'm going to play something by It's Joe and Danny. Uh, Joe Bartlett was on the show last week, actually, and uh, had a lovely time chatting with her. So do, if you haven't listened to last week's programme, even uh, even if uh, you haven't caught up yet, uh, listen to the, the Joe Bartlett interview. She is uh, absolutely fantastic as an interviewee and uh, leaves no stone unturned. And this is from her second LP under the moniker of It's Joe and Danny. We're going to hear a song uh, off the LP entitled, Hug a Tree For Me. the time. McLaren with the 12-inch version of Double Dutch. Now, let me give you a little bit of a history about uh, Double Dutch. Released in 1993 by Malcolm. um, It's from his uh, debut LP, duck rock now duck rock itself was many many people's first introduction to the wild and wonderful world of hip-hop and this single was the conduit to many getting on that train as it were there were some uh, legal issues uh, with regards to the song being uh, very very similar to a song written by another another artist specifically the the boyoyo boys and they claim that uh, double dutch has a striking resemblance to their own hit Three my bone, um, but that's uh, that's a legal issue. It's not for me to, to comment on. I just want to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a background to that track. It's a wonderful tune, and the record, if you can get your hands on it, is. Uh, it's fantastic it really is transitional and uh, it's very uh, it's very emotive as well uh, that that uh, that year 1983 was a very very good year for music it was a year whereby you could listen to all manner of styles because there was an inundation of, of releases uh, between 82 and 84 I think a period that uh, is, is unparalleled in music history right where are we I'm gonna do some uh, some tallying here so yes double Dutch 12-inch version you heard that and again a reminder that's from 1983's duck rock and before that from the second of four LPs specifically the LP Thug's Lounge that's Hugger for me by It's Joe and Danny next we're going to hear something new as of yesterday by the beautiful and wonderful Space Echo In the playground i to... single from 1998 on Ouija Records, entitled Reborn, and that was preceded by brand new material by Space Echo, S-P-C-E-C-O, Dean Garcia's latest works, Dean X of uh, Curve, and in numerous, numerous other peripheral projects around Space Echo. Space Echo features his daughter on vocals, Rose Berlin, who could uh, sing the shopping list of the phone book, and I I would listen intently. And um, before that, of course, uh, Malcolm McLaren with uh, Double Dutch. We are well, well ahead of uh, halfway through the programme, fast approaching two-thirds of the way through the programme. Next, we're going to hear our uh, weekly Peel track. This week, we're going to go back to 1981, November uh, 1981, and hear from Adrian Borland and his band The Sound, a band that were criminally, criminally underrated. Here's a Peel Session version of Skeletons. be breaks with All Night Disco Party. That's their second single on Tugboat Records from 2005 and features on their debut, long player Give Blood. And our weekly Peel track this week, The Sound from 1981, from November, specifically 1981, and uh, the Peel version of Skeletons. Next, we're going to get a bit down-tempo-ish and a little bit trippy and a little bit hippie and a little bit more chiba. All right. seven with their fifth single that's more chiba with shoulder holster and that appears on their second lp big calm and before that as a reminder we did hear breaks did we not now it's the time of the program where you get a break from my monotonous voice i get to play three in a row it's our weekly hat trick this week uh, I've just cobbled it together actually while that, that last track was playing, so it uh, doesn't involve an awful lot of skill. But you're going to hear something up next by the wonderful, the marvellous Cosmonaut. Then there's going to be some Stereo Lab, and then there's going to be something by In Heaven. Isn't it? off their uh, brand new as of this week acoustic EP and that's in heaven and our second cover version of uh, the program this week that's vapor trail as uh, originally uh, recorded and written by ride so uh, get your hands on anything by in heaven I'll be playing lots of them uh, in-, in shows to come very very good outfit before we heard that uh, wispy beauty by in heaven we heard our chums, Stereolab, French Disco. It was a really limited uh, single from 1993 on Geophonic. I think there's only 3,007 uh, inches and uh, 1,000 CDs pressed for this particular release. Uh, rather, rather rare in the whole scheme of things. And before that, a band I'm hoping to have on the programme next week, Cosmonaut. And uh, that is from uh, Days of Our Lives. And uh, you need to visit cosmonaut 01 com to get your hands on this limited uh, compilation uh, that you can get g- digitally or uh, on uh, a wonderfully uh, bespoke, almost uh, very limited uh, CD package, if that makes any sense at all, whatsoever. And more cheaper before we hit that trick. So, we're uh, 24, 25 or so songs in. It's now time for our Essential Wax LP of the Week. Now, Scotland... It's well documented that uh, I, I bang on and harp on about how much musical talent emanates from a country with such a, uh, a small population, as I do with certain cities like uh, Liverpool's and Manchester's of the world in terms of talent uh, that emanates uh, from these locales. Uh, Scotland is just, uh, I think, even even ahead of Manchester in terms of per capita outp- out uh, outreach, outpouring of, 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 of musical talent. Anyway, uh, Joe McElhinden, who is this man? He's uh, currently recording under the name Linden, but uh, if you're uh, in tune with the the indie scene of the past 30 years, he was in uh, BMX Bandits, uh, The Boy Hairdressers. Also, in uh, the groovy little numbers so he's uh, a very well uh, uh, very well-rounded he's done the rounds for years in Scotland he's now living in uh, the back of beyond and I see the odd little photograph from where he is up there and uh, just saw a little little feature on him actually as well in the Guardian now Joe MacAlandn is just one of those lads that uh, really just takes a back seat he doesn't doesn't like the spotlight at all but he's just been consistently brilliant throughout his career and groundbreaking I hasten to say and uh, remains vehemently indie which is also very very good but uh, the irony of the whole thing is that this record that, that I'm featuring, the, the self-titled record, came out on SBK Records uh, at the time. A, a rather large uh, uh, outlet of uh, EMI at the time uh, in, uh, well, in the US, and it filtered uh, through with licensing rights uh, right, into Canada. 11 tracks in all on this record, self-produced it is, and even, uh, even features Alex Chilton on, uh, on a track as well. We're going to hear first off a song entitled Feels Like Forever. Star, Feels Like Forever, that's uh, one of two tracks you're going to be hearing off uh, this record, which is Our Essential Wax. It's Superstar, their self-titled record from 1994. And uh, just to reiterate, uh, Bells Hill in Lanarkshire, uh, specifically, as I was talking about Scotland in a more sort of umbrella capacity, but specifically uh, Bells Hill in Lanarkshire. I think they have got the highest uh, ratio of immense bands per capita or top records per capita on God's green earth. There must be something in the water in that area of uh, Lanarkshire and Glasgow and Motherwell, that, that kind of uh, part of the world. Um, so as I mentioned before, Joe was in uh, BMX Bandits, the boy hairdressers, even uh, fleetingly in a band called NOM. Uh, has uh, done some work with the lads uh, with Teenage Fan Club and in his own right, as superstar. And with the groovy little numbers, as I mentioned also, and currently recording under the moniker of Linden. Time for the last track. I'm going to play you one more of this record, which I hope impels you to go out and source it and buy it. Don't want to die. to uh, Owl for having called them Owls earlier. That is Owl. That's uh, all in caps. O W E L. They're from New Jersey, and that is a track called "I Am Not Yours" off last year's Dear Me LP, and it is a beauty. If you want to get their earlier works, go to Owl with an e l dot bandcamp dot com, or you can go to owlband.com dot com to get uh, their more recent works now. We are one song away from our feature interview, uh, chit-chat and musical uh, spotlight with, in this case, Jack Adapter. That is coming up after this next track. And this next track is the brand, well not the brand new, it's a brand new song from Viva Brother. It's from uh, their second LP entitled, quite cleverly, Two, uh, which was released a couple of weeks ago. And here's a song called Rose.
3: Of perfection and a cigarette. A brand new used car to up, to down paradise.
2: So tell me, does a rose smell as sweet? With a broken nose, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, we are.
4: In a an open collar
2: and a closed bar. So tell me, does a rose smell as sweet with a broken nose? Nothing ventured.
4: Best of recommended by the
2: underground A hot bread, hot we buried under the magazine So tell me, does a rose smell as sweet With a broken nose, nothing ventured, nothing gained Yeah, we all think we're different, but we're really the same
0: Taken a time, version two, that is Jack Adapter, A.K.A. Paul Frederick, at a single uh, from uh, this last July, and uh, as I mentioned at uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, Paul used to be in uh, The Family Cat, a band uh, that uh, I really, 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 really loved at the time. Uh, 1989, uh, their debut, Tell em We're Surfing, was a great, great record that was released on Bad Girl. Then they had uh, two records uh, in two years on the dedicated label, Furthest From The Sun, and uh, Magic Happens. And Three Loop Music, a subsidiary of Cherry Red in typical fashion, put out a wonderful anthology in uh, 2013 called Five Lives Left. Uh, So after The Family Cat, Paul formed a band called Pure Grain. Uh, They made one EP for their own Supple Pipe uh, record label entitled Here Come The Millionaires. They also recorded a full-length LP called Nobody Loses All The Time, Only promo copies of this ever-saw release or or, or Light of Day so if you've got one, uh, hang on to it Uh, Choosing to concentrate on on studio work, Pure Grain changed their name to Jack Adapter in 2004 So the first uh, self-titled release on uh, Schnitzel Records was released at the end of 2004, featuring a single called No Logos. This was followed by Road Rail River on the Schnitzel label again in 2005 and Uh, Right Royal uh, was released on the band's own Supple Pipe label that followed in 2006. Their uh, LP Swimming Pool Lies was released on Imprint Records in uh, November 2008. And the band now exists as uh, Paul Frederick on vocals, Christopher Cordoba playing uh, all instruments and uh, uh, handling the majority of the production work and uh the next uh, and the last album actually Jacques was released in uh, 2014 by three loop the same label that released the family cats anthology five lives left Whew. And now, after that, you can fill in all the gaps, and you can head over to jackadapter1.bandcamp.com, and you can find out all of the releases since that release by Three Loop. I hope that uh, keeps you relatively in the loop. No puns or uh, or word association in- intended there at all. So that's a brief history. I'm going to play one more track before uh, we talk to Paul, and uh, specifically, I'm going to be playing you a track, another single from this summer, uh, Calcium.
5: My heads away, all look right through me. No longer a candidate for the perjury of love. Now I have real life, men become invisible. I've reached a certain age approach becomes personal Young man, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? Wake up and spend your life up and Spend your life with me Spend your life with me It's getting late, it's getting late Sun is high, it's getting late The cafes are on They're casks of ivory
0: Now it's over to uh, Pseudo me and uh, Paul Frederick for a little bit of a chit chat and uh, some enlightenment. And I'll be back after the interview to wrap things up with one more song before I trundle on my way. How are things? It's lovely. It, oh, crack, It's lovely to align with you. It's just a matter of time, isn't it? These things. Yeah, where are you, Dara? I'm actually in uh, Ottawa, Canada, the capital here, the East Coast. Uh,
6: have you been you out from there originally, are
0: you? Uh, not really, no. Um, um, what. Um, what uh, what part of the world are you residing in right now? Well, I I
6: live in uh,
0: in Islington. Oh, you're in Islington. Okay, I know. I know wow. well, well. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you close to uh, to uh, Arsenal's ground or uh, I'm very close to Arsenal's ground? Yeah, well, well, I got a shared
6: ownership back that was in uh, that was built in the when the Emirates was first constructed.
0: Oh, lovely, lovely. It's a lovely part well, of the world.
6: Um, so well, it's very convenient for. Uh, not going
0: to the Arsenal. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. well I, what I wanted to do with this is, is obviously talk about uh, the, the newer works, but also give people, yeah. give the listenership a sense of uh, your journey, because it's been quite a journey. And yes. um, I, I've, I've followed your career well, I, I can't categorically say from the very beginning because that would be very difficult right. for the majority of us. But certainly from, uh, from from life with with the family cat, the first time I heard right. I heard that material, I was immediately uh, I was immediately on board and, and saw you saw you live a few times back in the heady days. Right. Okay. And where would that have been? Where Where would that have been? That would have been uh, in London. That would have been Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle. All oh, right. Uh, but that's that's another lifetime ago, of course and uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. and yeah and and uh, and on the show i, I you know I, I from time to time I'll play a track by 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 the family cat and uh, needless to say last week I was a bit disappointed not to align with you mainly for for the really bizarre reason that all I wanted to say was that uh, the saints are playing at home today, which they were <laughs> you know and I, and I have really got I probably never have another opportunity to say that to you again <laughs> I'm
6: sure. I'm going we'll, we'll do it again yeah. right?
0: yeah. to it, to me. Yeah, it was kind of poignant yeah but anyway all that aside so you're in London yeah. and um, to you not listening out there it's, it's well documented that your work with, with the family cat and then let, let's talk if, if you don't mind uh, after after the after magic happens when uh, yeah. there was no more magic to happen with the family cat personally yeah. um, talk talk about the time between um, the band disbanding and uh, your resurfacing with pure grain.
6: Right. Well, that was quite an interesting period in my life because um, uh, all of a sudden I was a guy with uh, with a band and a record deal and a publishing deal
7: huh.
6: and all of a sudden I didn't have a band. Um, uh, John Graves and I came out with a family cat. Uh, the other three left. Yeah. Uh, so John Graves and I came out of that looking at each other saying, well, what are we going to do now? You The know, um, record company wanted us to carry on doing Family Cat and we thought, well... It's very difficult to do when there's only two out of five members of that band are involved. Let's go. And so we tried to, we formed another band, John Graves and I, and Chris Clark, who later, who, uh, Chris Cordova came in and basically, you know, like a uh, a, 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 a guitar maestro, you know, he could yeah. cover all the guitar parts all on his, his own. own. So it ended up me um, actually putting this from being in a three band. Oral Assault which is the family cat we actually put the guitar down and, concert- and began to really enjoy being a singer and uh, we kind of went from there really John, me and Chris put Pure Grain together which then moved into Jack
0: Adapter The name the name itself is, is it, uh, I know this is a very tedious question but uh, the names themselves, Pure Grain, what was the emanation of that? Was that, uh, uh, that was,
6: well I had a song, I'd written a song called Pure Grain which is a reaction to a one of the world's most um, astonishing hangovers I've ever had, and uh, it sounded like a good name for a band. And we were also doing, but uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say country, but we're definitely doing a little bit of um, Americana, Americana. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had a bit of a roots, With, had a rootsy feel there, didn't you? Well,
6: because Chris and I were really like we really loved um, that the the, the first Sparkle Horse record. Right. It's one of the things that we really. Um, Chris and I bonded over, um, uh, that, and we went, went to see them play loads of times. There are other records which kind of, you know, and we were kind of interested in in Americanness, you know, and American music at that time, which was all that kind of... Um, uh, it was Ryan Adams' band, um, yeah. Whiskey Town as well, was another touchstone record for us at that, at that period. And I think the second Jack Adapter album, Road, Road, River, kind of reflects that interest. And, but then we never just had one interest, which has always been an issue, which is why naming things and making, um, well, not it's actually a strength. Uh, the first album was actually much more kind of electronic and had scratching and uh, samples and yeah. programming, you know. So we've always had a kind of like a, I always think that the, the music that Chris and I make is kind of like hexagonal, you know, it's not, it's got lots and lots of different sides to it,
0: you know. Yes, I I understand your yeah. analogy. I understand that analogy implicitly. I'm, I'm trying to think back to someone I was speaking to a while ago, who who, who quantified music as as, as a three dimensional uh, uh, medium, if you like, and and and, yeah. and was able to, to process. I'm trying to remember, It'll probably come to me in the next little while. But I understand your hexagonal analogy implicitly. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, so and what
6: we've ended up doing is every every album we ever made. <laughs> has like, uh, if, if it's got 10 songs on, they're all going to be 10 different sides of the coin. So they don't all necessarily have a, there's not a, there's not a, there's a uniform feel and a uniform sound, obviously, because Chris is writing music and I'm writing the words. Mostly yeah. sometimes Chris writes them. But um, there, there's always, you could say that they are, t- sometimes they uh, don't like to do the same thing twice. You know?
0: Well, well to, with so. all due respect, you don't. And that, that's one of the beauties yeah. of what you do. And you, You're a, an old retail nightmare whereby what bin <laughs> do we put this lot in type thing, you know? Because <laughs> well,
6: speaking as an old retail nightmare myself, a purveyor of retail uh, myself, that's very true. Yeah, where do we go? Where do we put them?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, think-
6: I, want, I want to be in the avant-garde. I want to be in the psychedelic bin. I want to be in the... You know, I
0: want to be in Steely Dan's band. bin, you know, I want to be in all of those bands. Yes. Because music is not just about doing one
6: thing. It's about if you've got an idea you've got a set of lyrics and you've got some music, you're. For this is my own personal point of view. Reacting to Chris's music and trying to create something nice out of it, uh, something interesting out of it is really. Um, it's 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 really not very interesting to have done the. Done it, done it before. So
0: we do something which is not the same. And yeah. I think that's kind of the challenge all the,
6: all, all the time, is to finally do the one which you've always wanted to do. You
0: know. Well, it's almost like your formula is anti-formula, to be frank, uh, in, in terms of you know, having having that wonderful license. Again, in this modern yeah. age too, without a record company and an A&R guy having a gun to your head, you've got this, yeah. cre- this creative control whereby... Uh, you know, the, the music I've heard to, to 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 somebody who would hear something from Tell them we're surfing for instance and then going through further furthest from the sun then magic happens yeah. and then hearing the early the early uh jack work it's really um it's a massive departure but it seems if you if you listen to, to the material in sequence it is a little bit of a genesis but it's a bit of a, a rocky one from left to right but there's a, there's, yeah. there's a there is a bit of a path there well one would hope that when
6: you're in your 20s and you're doing your first record and your first album and your first tour, that you will develop into a better musician and a better creative person as you go through life. And so the progression through the Family Cat into, into the Jack Adapter and then from the first Jack Adapter record into the newer stuff, you you'd hope there was progression, wouldn't you? You'd hope that it was always getting better.
0: Well, that that, that is um, indeed the hope, of course, yes.
6: And... When you get into a certain age group as well, uh, the temptation is to think, "Oh well, I used to do that. I don't, oh, that was successful at the time. I'll do a bit more of that." And that's never really interested me. I've always been interested in always been interested in hearing new music and creating new music. You know, and I'm lucky in the fact that I've been able to work with people who've been able to give me the sounds to be able to. Um, Start
0: working on that. Well, I was going to ask you because because it seems to me that you've got this wonderfully organic relationship with Chris, um, and I just want to sort of rewind a little bit, sort of in terms of uh, the chronological order. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you work with uh, with Patrick. Yeah. And uh, and how, how did that come about? Were you, were you friends from from way back when? How did that come well, to fruition?
6: So Patrick and I knew each other. For, he was in the kitchen, and I was in the family cat. And we met a couple of times at festivals, and then a mutual friend who was producing the kitchens took me to go and see them. And then we didn't really see very much of each other. But then again, mutual friends we hooked up, and I went up to his place, and his uh, uh, cars. Uh, sorry, Patrick's husband and, and me and my wife we get on very well as a four four piece, and uh, <laughs> we hang out quite a lot, you know, and. Um, it just turned out that he said, Do you want to do a song? And I said, Yeah, I'll do a song. And it came out quite good. And uh, uh, so we did a, some more. And it came out, it worked, Patrick worked on all the music and everything. And I sang some songs for him. And uh, and it came out as the April 7.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it it was, was
6: really very organic.
0: You know? Yeah, I was going gonna, to gonna say, because it's almost like a little bit of a departure, then you got back onto the road again. But having, having said that, uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing him way back when during Crikey, I can't remember what tour that was. I think it was the Death of Cool tour, and uh, what a lovely chap. I was just so happy that the two of you aligned, Uh, and the record lyrically, I must say lyrically, and this is not blowing smoke up bottoms here, it's a a beautifully rich uh, lyrical record in terms of uh, the the poetry, essentially. So so what what kind of mind frame are you in there? Because I I, I find myself drawn to the lyrics of of that particular piece. Well, do you know something? I'm not sure if I, if I
6: really, uh, uh, as a, as the person who wrote those lyrics, they come from the same sort. They come from my own ideas about what songs, songs are, and what they can be about. Yes. And just really applied those, applied those ideas to the music that Patrick did. Yes. And I, I... I didn't really see. I mean, um, in in some ways, I could have. In some ways I could have gone, I could have, maybe I should have, gone into another area and, and explored different areas. But I'm actually, uh, without being too self-deprecating, I'm a little bit of a one-trick pony and only really write about certain, from a certain angle. Right. And I think I just kind of did what I normally do, only it was Patrick's different sounding music, you know, so. Yeah, yeah
0: but 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 it, but it, but it yeah. worked it worked in, implicitly well and and sometimes you you just leave well alone don't hyper analyze it it just worked. so yeah yeah, yeah put a check next to that box and, and it's a it's a great great record mm-hmm. uh, of course my okay. next question my next question is going to be is there a, is there a chance of you two working again and I would hasten to say the answer is who knows
6: well i patrick is an incredibly busy man yeah he's uh living life in the fast lane and he's got so many irons in the fire i can't keep up with him so i don't know Quite what he's up to at the moment. He's got his band, Oscar's Drum.
0: Yeah. Uh,
6: but in the short, uh, and he you know does all his other projects, and he writes books, and he's uh, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, and he and he leaves that little 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 thing of medicine to the side, doesn't he?
6: He heals the he heals the sick. Yeah. <laughs> <and> he, encu- <laughs> he encourages the weak minded. You right. know, like me, and uh, so he you know, he's incredibly busy. I I got a feeling that's probably a one off. Uh, you know, um, it knows? was fun to do. Um, he, he, you know, Patrick is a very inquisitive person musically, and I'm sure you will find some other, some other inspiration. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I, I follow his career as best I can, and as you quite rightly say, he's just judging by his output. It's very hard to yeah. nail him down. It's just every five minutes he must be recording something.
6: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, so back back to your works right now, and and um, when it when it comes to you working with with Chris, uh, as, as you've touched upon. Um, mm in the in the realm of production now whose lap does that land on is that entirely chris's gig or do you get involved in any capacity
6: right okay so the, the way we work is well see first of all chris is actually a very naturally gifted musician so he's the kind of person who will hear music in his head before he's written it or if he writes a, a piece on acoustic guitar he'll know what the arrangement is he'll know what the sounds are you know yeah now, a rare gift, and I certainly don't have that. So the way we normally work, well, it, it, it differs, but the rule of thumb is that Chris writes an incredible amount of music. Some of it's for uh, for uh, Cordoba or his own projects. Um, he's done, like, two or three really interesting solo uh, pieces, some acoustic record, more uh, filmic records, and... Um, and then in that in that process, he's also writing music, which he thinks, "Oh, that, that could be. I could give that to Fred, and he can maybe write something." Or you'll think, "I'll challenge him, and I'll see if he can bring <laughs> this." You know, and so uh, periodically, or uh, you know, it know, comes in waves or whatever. Um, he sends me the music, and I uh, and I try to I uh, interpret it in the in the way that I do it, and then um, then we work together. On arranging that piece, and then but Chris does all the production and all the arranging, gotcha. and nearly all the and nearly all, all, the. all the playing. Wow! Uh, so I, I really I write the lyric and I sing, the, I do the demos of the songs, and then I might do either do further vocals, or in the case some cases we ask other people to sing them. Uh, but it's a bit it's a bit like you know the old added the old story about Brian Clough and Peter Taylor. We go to the forest. they <laughs> say, "How do you make decisions, Brian?" And he says, "Well, Peter and I sit together. We discuss what we both think, and then we both decide I'm right." right? And that's, <laughs> that's,
0: really so, that's a very, very so, good. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. I, I can, I can see that. It, when you're
6: working with somebody who has such a strong, so in in previous projects I've worked with, uh, I haven't had somebody who's got such a strong musical vision. And um, yeah, after a while, it's intoxicating to work with that because you never know what you're going to get. So I, in the family cat, I wrote a lot of the songs on my own, and then brought them to the band. Some of them were jammed together, and some of them I, I did write drunk to my band. But there, there's a there's a there's a ceiling on the my, my musicality. So yeah, all of the stuff. Being able to work with somebody who doesn't have a ceiling, you know, that's a real that's a real privilege. And I think that's why I uh, uh, I've enjoyed you know we've written hundreds of songs together you know and they're all they're all they all got something interesting about
0: them so but what what I, I can, mean you know, what I can take away from what you're saying is i mean there's a genuine enthusiasm and a genuine appreciation that you've found this uh, creative uh, partner to work in parallel and and with and, and uh, as you look around what you've attained and managed to get is the holy grail for a lot of people And go through a whole career and not find cool. uh find anyone who they would deem the perfect collaborator or the perfect complement to their uh, vocals or instrument, uh, instrumentation or what yeah. have you.
6: Yeah. So, I think it's just an area. I mean, if we're going to write pop songs, you know, I mean, it's really funny because none of us really listen to the kind of music we're making. We, well, we try, but we're not. No, we, nobody else is making music like that, so we
0: have to make it. <laughs> that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, so, that's a very, very quotable quote.
6: You know, Chris is likely to, listen to, is likely to be listening to John Carpenter or Jerry Goldsmith or, you know, or...
0: Well, he's listening to old or, soundtracks, is he? Or,
6: or Penderecki or, you know, or, yeah. or country music or jazz or, you know, and I'm just as likely to be listening to, I don't know, some weird, wonky, experimental music played on wheelbarrows, you know. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we're interested in. It's just that when we get together, that's kind of how it sounds. Um, you should definitely have a listen to, um, you should have a look bang I'll send you some links to Chris's please, solo music. Please. please do, please do. <laughs> That's some really, uh, some really impressive, not only impressive guitar playing, but some very interesting mm. musical ideas in there.
0: Well, I was, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, because I, I used to be a rep back in the day, uh, and one of the mm. labels I used to, to to represent amongst thousands of them was, was Varese Sarabande, and they were just, a, a, yeah, a, a, just a, the soundtrack label, and you, you mentioned Jerry Goldsmith. I think I, think I paid off yeah. a couple of mortgage payments just for Jerry Goldsmith back back, back, back in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. very very interesting. And actually, um, are you uh, are you friendly, uh, or do you know where uh, Roland McGinty from uh, Wooden Tops? No, I don't know. Don't know. Well, no. Rollo's a very interesting chap, and, and he was just 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 last week he he, he re reminded me of the unmitigated importance of popol Vuh. And mm. So I spent the last week listening to a whole load of um, old uh, Popol vu soundtracks and yeah. if, if ever the expression too clever for their own good and too early were applicable mm. I think it applies to Popol vu.
6: Well it also applies to uh, Herzog who, who Popol vu made a lot of films. exactly Exactly yeah. Here. in yeah. Well, of his time.
0: Yeah that's it so I think a lot of people are sort of very very happily uh, discovering it retroactively and, and it making, yeah. making intrinsic sense. That's right. Um, I, I was just going to chuck another analogy there, thinking of thinking of your Brian Clough. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just, just picturing uh, Chris in, in a really really uh, scruffy uh, green tracksuit top. No, no, no. He's
6: much better dressed <laughs> than
0: that. Yeah. Um, yeah. how, how do you, how do you handle in the modern age um, working remotely? You know, receiving tracks digitally, tinkering, sending it back, and going back and forth that way.
6: I think if we'd we'd started that way it might have turned out in a different way but because we spent the first 10 years of our lives, musical lives together sitting in rooms writing songs together being in rehearsal rooms making bands, making bass players and drummers play what we wanted them to play um, I think we um, had that relationship was there so I kind of know he knows what I can do, and I think I can, I can kind of guess what he might be interested in me doing. I don't always get it right, but sometimes sometimes the results can be quite spectacular. So I think the fact that he sends me music, we can work remotely, is is because of that base work we put in yeah. for years and years and years. The history. And nowadays, with, with the way that our lives are organised, we, we, we have to do that. We don't have time to spend three or four days a week, uh, getting together and playing guitars and singing, you
0: know. Just yeah. don't. No, it's a reality and some, some are very comfortable with it and some uh, are, uh, are, are Luddites and find it incredibly difficult to, to adapt well, to, to, the, to the modern world.
6: the modern technology really suits how we want to make music because it's finding good sound and then making quite... Quick decisions about what what sounds good and what doesn't sound good. Yeah, the, the the you can use modern technology, modern studio technology, and really get yourself bogged down in um, in uh, not big. You don't have to make a decision; just leave it and say, "Oh well, I'll make a choice later." Yeah. Uh, but one of Chris's skills in the studio is to actually say, "This sounds great. I'm going to work. This is how I'm going to work. This this is the piece, and I'm going to work to make that sound great." You know, rather than saying, "Oh well, I might change that." In a minute, you know, it's like uh, there's, a, there's, there's, a, always another, there's always another song around the corner. Yeah, instead he spent like there's one song on a future album, which he's probably worked on for three years. <laughs> you
0: know, which goes against the grain because what I was going to say was that I, I'm sure that you really enveloped the the, the whole immediacy of, of, of uh, being able to record in the modern age. Yeah, I mean, very often. See, as a singer, I I, I, I uh, very often do the best thing. Uh, the first take, and that's usually the case. That 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 the old gut feeling, the the old instinctive first take, seems to more often than, than not be the yeah. one, doesn't it?
6: Well, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. That's the interesting thing. When I apply a lyric to some sort of, to a piece of music, i no, and I look at it, I think this is the right words, and then and then all of a sudden, it's it's appearing. You know, it's like magic. But um. Uh, very often, the, the timing and the phrasing and the melodies—that's it's the first thing
0: that is the first thing you do. You know, I think that's very interesting. Yes, yeah, it, it must be for you because again, the immediacy of, of, of you not knowing categorically what's going to come out of your mouth and how it's actually going to sound, and, and, and something coming out whereby five seconds yes. later you can play it back, and uh, yeah. the objective becomes subjective again, and it opens up a yeah. whole a whole new world, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, it's very, very, uh, very exciting. And I think that's why there's quite a lot of really well, there's a lot, there's lots and lots of really interesting music in the world. Oh, there is. You know, and just, technology can only help that.
0: You know, oh, technology is certainly helping the uh, the 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 abundance of music. It's just becoming harder and harder to to find reliable and curated sources by which to well, find okay. music that you know you'll like, and it just means that you've just got to work harder. That's all. And yeah, you have
6: to wade through a lot more to get to where you where you. Think you want to yeah, do it, you know. I
0: mean, every week, every week, I try and put together, you know, three, three, three and a half hours of music, and uh, yeah. and uh, obviously there's the subjective, just playing what I want to play, which you have to, you have to try and dispel that fairly quickly. But to be able to find out a good cross section of what's new and, and and what you would deem good music, uh, it's it's a wonderful journey, and it's it's the most it's the most enjoyable part of my life outside of family life. But it's yeah. a lot it's a lot of work to, 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 to you just don't stumble upon. Um, cracking music unless you're very lucky nowadays you've got to go and look for it or it's a referral or it's a, a tight-knit group of you who uh, have you heard this you've got yeah. to hear that and uh, it's 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 a whole different ball game but it's uh, it's I've adapted to it and and it, it's a reality and um, I can't yeah. I can't change it no
6: you haven't got to save up your pocket money
0: anymore have you to uh, no your, uh, no and I've been trying to analogize this, Trying to analogize this to my kids who are 21 and 18 and it's like you know, it's, I said, have you, have you got this? And they just look at me and go, dad, have you heard of Spotify? Like I'm a <laughs> retard. You know, and at the end of the day, I mean, Spotify is great, but uh, more than half of what I want to listen to doesn't reside on there. It just doesn't, it's not there. Yeah, uh, that's true. And I, just, I worry about the likes of yourselves, but you're doing it differently, whereby you're still selling, selling, selling rather physical commodity. Uh, and, but, but those people who are chucking up their, uh, their material on Spotify and then only having on Amazon and Google, Making yeah. you know making cents on the dollar or whatever you want to call it, um, it's yeah. it's great for the consumer, but for the artist, it's got a long way to go to establish any degree of what you deem fairness.
6: Yeah, I think what I think. see, we're we're investigating using Bandcamp this time, just to do. Um,
0: I highly recommend that, by the way. It's it's yeah. it's a great way to go. it Really is, unless yeah. of course unless of course you are privy and have at your disposal a really really. Uh, Captive audience in terms of an email list, then yes. uh, you could use the pledge format there to crowdfund. It, yeah, it, it depends. I we, think it. Yeah,
6: that's that. Te- that takes a certain level of organisation, Darren. And I might not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't want to commit to that, uh, do you?
6: Yeah. I, I think what we're doing with this the, with this new the new record is that we're 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 definitely trying to pinpoint people who have a history. Yes. And also like the kind of music which. Which, which suggests that they have inquisitive tastes, and that they want to hear something a little bit different. They want to hear something which has uh, got a bit of craft. Um, they might have an idea about, you know, wanting to hear some, some, some lyrics which have some thought and some style about them. And so we're trying to, you know, trying to use. Uh, social media in yeah. that way you know trying to be a bit not cunning isn't really the oh,
0: it's, it's, pro, it's proactive it's, like, it's it's leveraging got, leveraging you what you have manage.
6: yeah go yeah. And try and get to in front of people
0: somehow yeah so, you know, and, and if you're not proactive and don't have that kind of uh oomph yeah. um, about you, you. There's no. There's, yeah. It's a horrible thing being an artist and being a well kept secret. You've almost got to become your own PR machine now and, and leverage what you've got. Well
6: kept secret for,
0: for <laughs> a very long time now. And, uh, it, but... <laughs> well, well, we're working hard towards dispelling that that moniker because it, it, it's yeah. it's 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 something that you don't want to keep. Now I was going to ask you because you touched upon it before in terms of. Um, uh, you're you for some 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 roots music back in the day, but it's very difficult nowadays, especially when you're an artist yourself, because you're usually just creating. But when's the last time you actually you actually spent money on something? What did you buy? Uh, oh, in terms, uh, terms of music? Yeah, sorry, I don't mean the groceries. I mean yeah, I mean, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I buy I buy things that I really really like.
6: Uh, I'm lucky here because I actually sitting by my record. Shelves.
0: I did see that initially when when you had the video on, yeah, it looks like it's a yeah. very organized yeah, little I room.
6: I do buy a vinyl. As
0: yeah. Well.
6: Yeah. So recent things I've got are I bought the new um, Go Go Penguin album. Okay, cool. Just piano trio. Yeah. A new one. Then I bought an album by the Cohelmec Ensemble. Oh, wow. French Avant Garde jazz a uh, group from the early 70s. Right. They've just reissued those. I bought a Kamasi Washington 12-inch. I bought uh, an album by a Norwegian group called Tornbruget, Uh which is on the ACT label.
0: You are shaming me, because I don't know the last three. I don't know. I bought a repress. Well, Marianne, actually, my wife, bought uh, got given a copy
6: of the gun club. Oh, nice. Repress.
0: Lovely, nice. lovely. Uh,
6: I bought Nicole Mitchell album. So it's jazzy. I buy quite a lot.
0: Of yeah, I was going to say, you seem like you're on a jazz binge at the minute.
6: Yeah, well, I love jazz because, uh, especially live and on cars uh, they can do jazz musicians can do stuff that I can't do. I can't, you know. I go see a rock band and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I could probably. Yeah, if I wanted to, probably, okay. I know what they're going to do. I know what they're going to do, and then you go and see something like the artists from Art Ensemble of Chicago or Charles Gale or something like that, and they just
0: blow your head off. See, so you know, just like. You like predictable unpredictability, then?
6: Yes, I do want to be. I want to be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at trouble. Well, thanks for letting us into your, uh, your bizarre world of record buying there, because that that that's you, you've educated me on a, on two or three titles there, which I'm going to have a little uh, dig for after yeah. we've had this chat. And, and, I, and I've
6: also bought things like I bought the, I bought two albums by a band called The Drink. Do you know them?
0: Yes, I do. They're
6: I, good. I like them. I do. Yeah. And I bought um, I bought an album by. Uh, I bought, I've bought I've been buying the um parquet corks.
0: Oh the parquet cork yeah, the new one's really good, isn't it?
6: Really good, yeah, dust is everywhere. Yeah. Uh uh Perfect Pussy, have you heard them?
0: I have not, but uh, I've I've written
6: that down. Um, they're a Brooklyn kind of like uh, post... a
0: post Is Suicide or no?
6: No, it's like post hardcore.
0: Oh, think, okay. So it's uh, a bit a bit of a racket.
6: Yeah, quite good. But but controlled, you know. But
0: Good stuff. Well, no, you've you, you just spent about 30, 40 quid for me right now. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, do, you want, do you want to just quickly touch upon uh, uh, Claudia Brooken? Yeah, sure. Because um, well, we don't need to, to talk much <laughs> about who she is and what she's done. But t- how did that align? Is that something that you crossed paths in the past? Well, I got
6: a couple of the, well, somebody that we work with in the studio uh, that Chris did uh, some acoustic recording with. For one of uh, of his solo records. Okay. Uh, He and David, and David works with Knows Claudia. And um, when we were, uh, Chris uh, did some guitars and production on a version of
0: I Believe in Father Christmas. Yes. The Great Ape song. Yeah. Which
6: is great, and you should check that out. That's a very nice piece of work. And when we were doing a song for the for the spoiler versions, the new record, there's a song called Say When.
0: Yeah.
6: And Chris, we were always, I'm all, I, Chris is always hearing it, but I'm also very interested in other people interpreting the songs. I think it's really, I I know how to sing those songs, but sometimes it's great to hear another voice on there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Chris said, I. I've worked with Claude what do you think she, about getting her to sing Say When? So I said, well, let's try it. And she did it, and and we put it in, and that was the version. You know, that was the version of the song.
0: Fantastic. Uh,
6: so she's she's done a great vocal on that. Um, um, and we there's hopefully we're going to work and do some more work with her in the future, write some more songs either for or with her. We've already done a couple of collaborations and there might be something in the pipeline fairly soon.
0: That's very interesting because I am really I really do like her uh, recent work with Paul Humphreys yeah. um, which is it's very very unique it's uh, in as much as of course propaganda and that were unique she doesn't she doesn't do anything yeah. that's uh, that's humdrum at all. I, I was just when you, when you, when you told me about that it was just I thought wow that that's a that's a nice little marriage that is.
6: Yes it's very good and the it, it, it's the fact that her voice a she's a very nice person, and B her voice suits the sounds of that, uh, that, that particular song. So we it would be nice to hear her do some some other things. We've got on the second album because we've got probably got three albums coming out this year. Oh, wonderful!
0: You mean, you mean the next, uh, the next, the next twelve months, not this year, because you, you're against the uh, cost. Right? Uh,
6: no, no, not not in seventeen. No. Okay, you got, you're twelve. You've got twelve days. Yeah, get cracking. Even Chris doesn't like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So then we've got another. We've, uh, there's a girl called Beau Huntress who uh, is a very interesting singer, London-based singer. I think she's from London. Anyway, uh, anyway, she's she's done. We've done a kind of duet thing on um, a song called "Arranged Marriage." So that so that's going to be on one of the other records. But that's wonderful. Say, is it, when, yeah. it's, say when it's going to be on um, the spoiler versions.
0: Lovely. We're well, adding a whole new di- vocal dimension to, to the music as well, and it's, it must it must be as you say a real kick to hear someone else, especially someone like uh, Claudia sing, singing your lyrics. It's uh, yeah, It must really be good. must yeah. be lovely to hear that back on tape.
6: It's really good, yeah, I mean, it's, it's because, um, yeah, I think it,
0: it's very, it's... Um, must be rewarding as all heck. It, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, we, we do
6: a lot of it for love, you know, we'd like to sell quite a lot of records if possible,
0: but... The, the, the <laughs> as, a by, by- as a by-product, course, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would help. Now, um, you did mention that uh, next year, Three records. Now are we talking we're not talking three LPs, are we? Or are yeah. we? So we're talking at least thirty tracks? Yeah, well well no,
6: there, well,
0: there will be thirty, yeah. Wow I think there will be thirty. Great stuff, what did you spend more of my money? Exclusive <laughs> yeah, well I just I'm just <laughs> I'm just saving my money as I go along, because I think already you've just spent about 100 quid of my hard-earned money in this last half an hour. And that's great. That's yeah. very good news. It's good news for all of us. So it's yeah. more and more of your material to play. And this is stuff that, uh, that is, uh, is it, uh, produced, is it in the can, or is it to be post-produced? Is it, uh, so uh,
6: the spoiler versions is uh, mastered and ready to go. Right. Yep, work's been done. We've been uh, doing uh, some very interesting promo Work so we've done a couple of very nice. we done one very nice art video with a girl called Jenny Jacala who's yep. a Finnish Finnish artist. Uh, our friend John, uh, Dr. John Walter, who's um, also a, a, a fine artist and a performance artist and filmmaker. He's doing a video for uh, a song from that album called Queen of the Universe. So we're putting that together, and when we've kind of got that one kind of like rolling. And available, then we're going to concentrate on on parceling up the next two batches of songs because we've probably got we've, over the last three or four years we've probably written and finished you know you know dozens. Yeah, press uh, has been working really hard of uh, finishing and mastering the second two batches. So. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. There's fun, a lot of music. Fun times there. We had really a really nice uh, Saturday afternoon where we got together in the studio and the first hour, we didn't do any work. We just uh, sat and Chris played me the new newly master tracks and that's really
0: Brilliant. exciting. You know? It must be. No, Especially for me,
6: because I do, I do so little of the production work myself. I, I kind of hear the song in demo form and then I hear it in, in um, progress and then all of a sudden it's this wonderful beast, you know, which has been given all the, your songs have been
0: given all the care and attention they could possibly get, you know, so that's it's exciting. It, it must be, it must be, it's something of course that uh, me knowing early in my life that my musical propensity was zero, that's why I became a DJ, um, to, uh, I, I have to live uh, vicariously through artists and, and try and appreciate what it must be like to open a gift like that.
6: Well, what what
0: what skills? What musical skills do you have, Dara? Uh, I'm I'm a dab hand at the triangle, uh, and you 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 can ask my you can ask my infant school teacher during the uh, the production of Aladdin how adept I was. Uh, Do you remember? just focused purely on the triangle. Yes, yes. Don't be a not a jack of all trades. Be a master of one. I suppose.
6: Master of one, exactly. That's that's my
0: whole life. Up, so. Being good at one thing. I've, I've got yeah. one. I've got one last question, for you and It's what I ask everybody, and it's completely um, non-musical related, but I think it will resonate with you nonetheless. It is a hypothetical question where you and the band are touring uh, Eastern North America. You're at my place, and stick the kettle on. Got a nice copper in your hand, and I bring out the biscuit tin. Only difference. Yeah. Only difference being in this case, Paul, is that the. Uh, Uh, The the biscuit tin is magic, and you can choose any biscuit from God's green earth, past, present, or future, from anywhere. What would you choose? Any biscuit? Any biscuit. You're talking cookie now, are you? Well, in North American parlance, the cookie, yes. But anything that resembles a biscuit.
6: Ah, well, that is a really tough question, because I love biscuits.
0: I thought you might.
6: I love them uniformly.
0: (laughs) You're (laughs) biscuit agnostic, are you?
6: I'm not sure if a biscuit, is a fig
0: roll a biscuit? It is, you know what, that, I often say, just like you alluded to earlier, if you go with your gut, you're invariably, uh, you're not far off. Now, um, I've got fig roll. Yeah, you, you've got fig roll, and, and that's, that's... Fig in, Newton.
6: I think, yeah, Canadians call them, is it? Uh, they're,
0: they're branded as Fig Newtons in North America, yeah, and it's, right, uh, okay. it's disturbing, but I will not refer to them as such. Um, no, okay. I've got a very, very articulate uh, infographic spreadsheet with uh, artists... Uh, uh, adjacent to their favourite biscuit, and I will add you to the fig roll uh, column, and I will send you something off later tonight. Yes,
6: please. Is there a picture of a fig roll next to my name? Is that what it is?
0: There will be undoubtedly a picture of a is fig roll. A,
6: yep. A picture of me with uh, with a, a fig roll at the place of my face. That actually would be quite interesting, I
0: think. <laughs> in, what in lieu of your actual face, just a fig roll? In
6: well, like, artistic terms. You, know, you are. Like, you you're, are. You're getting
0: overly, overly overly self-deprecating there good idea for a cover isn't it? <laughs> yes well it could be the next album cover <laughs> the figure out. but it's been an absolute pleasure and I was going to ask you uh, just on on a, on a parting note if uh, if we could maybe do a catch up uh, next year after the next few releases and and uh, have a little uh, little yeah. chat about what's uh, transpired in the interim yeah.
6: absolutely now Dara, what did I send you some music
0: uh you did not yet no right. but I, right. I've, I've bought I'll a great that. deal I've of got your music. link at
6: least you can hear at least you will be able to get to hear the album.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, I, 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 I bought my first share and I'll be buying all the new stuff too. So. I see you bought calcium, didn't you? Yeah, well, calcium I had to buy because I, I was listening to it a lot on on the old, uh, you know, streaming service type thing. And uh, right. I, I like, it, like it very, very much. And I'm having to be, being that it's Christmas, I'm yeah. being very, very strategic in what I'm buying. Uh, and, and by that I mean what my wife sees on the visa bill so so the next thing I see if it, I'm a record buyer much like yourself and always have been and always will be but I, I have fits and starts and it's usually for no other reason than just to satiate my wife right because she, she's still at this point after 20 odd years of marriage is uh, haven't you got enough music Right. So it's like, haven't you eaten enough food? Well, it's no, I haven't. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. My mum used to say, well,
6: you've got
0: those records, you can only play one at a time. Yes, yeah, yeah, I had the same thing too. In, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, mum, you're not wrong, however. How are you uh, a she's, uh, she's a displaced Brummie, so she's the only right. uh, the only one of her clan that's moved out to this neck of the woods. Well,
6: well done,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, well, I, we do try. I, I got away with naming my daughter... Uh, her middle name Anfield uh, for, for the football and uh, my, 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 son, my life, son's okay. called Keegan so I, I'm as shallow, <laughs> as shallow as a puddle I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and, and I'll be in touch. This in all likelihood, uh, if I can get my act together, I'll have this uploaded tonight. Either way I'll be sending right. you a link as soon as it's live
6: that's very kind of you, Dara. It's really nice to speak to you. Um, and please do keep in touch. Oh, uh, absolutely. So just... And please,
0: please do the same. And, and I'll keep keep you posted with anything that's remotely relevant to uh, okay. to what I'm doing and what you're doing.
6: Yeah, thank you very much. That's very kind of you.
0: My pleasure. All the best. Take care.
6: Thank you, Dara. Bye. Tra-ra.
0: Thanks so much, Paul. That was uh, all you need to know about Jack Adapter and what is happening in the wonderful world of Paul Frederick. Um, one more song to share with you from... Uh, uh, a single, another one from, uh, from this summer actually. Uh, this was uh, from June. We're going to hear a song right now called Holding Pattern. Jack adapter with holding button. Hope you enjoyed the feature and the interview with Paul, and I encourage you to again visit jackadapter1.bandcamp.com and familiarise yourself with Jack Adapter's material. Thanks for listening, each and every one of you. Again. Tell your friends, tell your chums, spread the word, please, 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 I'd be eternally grateful if you can just share the programme with as many people as you can. On that note, uh, keep warm if it's applicable, uh, or keep cool if it's applicable, depending on where you're listening. And I'll be back next week with a uh, pre-Christmas programme. If you want to uh, be in touch in the interim, please do so. nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. nearperfectpitch.com is uh, where everything is housed. Sorry about the clicking in the background there. My headphones were uh, only coming out on one channel. Anyway, back next week, and uh, hope you all have a good one. Ta-ra.